said about the post bag then, Anthony. <laughs> Go on, no, say it. Tell, tell everyone listening what you thought about their letters. Oh, it's just, they're just boring. There's still no editing going on, is there? There is. There is. is there? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Look, I don't know why they send such long letters, but they do. No. Oh, if we had started, Daniel, but that's fine. <laughs> you just <laughs> yeah. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> that was all pure performance. Even oh, though, even though there is truth in, truth in it, Andy, there's a lot of truth in it. Anthony does not like the letters. I episode. love. I think letters. probably I needed to split it up over a few days, but I didn't. I did it all in one go. I was, I was cooking on Sunday. And I had I had the hour and eight hour and twenty five minutes of that, and then I went straight into the um, the bonus episode as well. Murder machines. So, yeah, yeah, that was better. So that was like better. Two, oh, that was about afraid. two and a quarter hours Whoa. of, of, of the in one go. Yeah, that was a, it. Was a big dinner I was cooking. Uh, yes, hello everybody. In case you uh, uh, were wondering, that's Anthony. But Anthony is hey, here. Anthony's back. <laughs> hello. <Yeah. laughs> You got anything to say, Senya? Hi. Like, now that you've settled down. <laughs> yeah. I can't Hi, believe you were just fiddling with things I'm like just that. Throwing that I, rucksack I on the floor. Know. I don't know what I was thinking. So <laughs> we're finally doing it. We're finally going to talk about marbles, but not this week. <laughs> this is oh uh, we're going to talk about the road to marbles this week. And the reason I've invited Anthony on uh, once again is because that's sort of how we met isn't it it is yes it was on the the lead up to marbles yes one of the key things with marbles that occurred is that for me it sort of brought the fan community together yes this marillion family that they often talk about yeah definitely that was the first time that i started going to gigs where although i went on my own i knew that i didn't know people there which was a much, very much a change from the previous kind of 10 years or 15 years of going to see. What happened Marillion. prior to those 15 years? <laughs> I, used <to> drag, <laughs> I used to drag somebody along. <laughs> and, you know, it could be somebody from work. It could be one of my wow. brothers. It was lit. And, and you know, particularly through the, through the late 90s, it became really difficult to find somebody who'd go with, go with me. Yes. <laughs> but you've already covered that yes we're, we're, we're trying to have a slightly more upbeat episode this week after the uh the recent trauma yes before we kick off i just want to give a quick shout out to simon thompson and his lovely wife kate uh who gifted me his entire collection of back issues of the web magazine oh. a big box of going back, issues. back to the early 80s which is making the marbles episodes are damn sight easier to research. Oh. I'll say that, and that saved him having to hire a skip. Yes, he? He, could just put it, he could just put it all in the post to you. Well, I did think I, it was a big box. It was very heavy, and yeah. it must have cost him a bit. All he wanted. Oh was my a, goodness! Yeah, postage yeah. for that would have been a fortune. All he yeah. wants is a pint in Poland. Oh, which is about one pound fifty. Yeah, so you know, you know, he should have waited till he got to Poland and posted it from there. But it would have been cheaper. Just interestingly, we've just talked about the Marbles tour being the first one where, where you know, this community and and you know, strangers sort of talking yes. to each other and becoming friends. Um, Simon and Kate were the, actually the very first people that ever happened to me. For. Oh, wow. So I went to see, I dragged somebody from work along to see Marillion on the university tour. I think it was Bath University. Um, and I can't remember how it happened. I just started talking to Simon and Kath. Oh, wow. On the, uh, on the uh, yeah, in the bar afterwards, I think it was. I think Simon might have been the one. I had a photo taken um, of me and H. And I think Simon might be the one who took the photo. And oh, he, I know that. It's a bit of a weird photo, isn't it? Yeah, he, yeah, he's he, he's he's, he's standing very kind of like deflated with his Aww. shoulders. Yeah. Forward. Was like, this after the gig or before like the gig? Post gig, oh. like posing like he hasn't got a neck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this, shoulders right up. He might have been really exhausted. <laughs> so, hang on, is this tour before Marbles came out or after? The one I've just talked about was like back dot com. Oh right. No, it wasn't. It was just before Anorak, wasn't it? The university yeah, tour because they were playing twenty first century, yeah, and selling their crash course CD, yeah, to, to like students, to all the students the on, on that tour. Students <laughs> on that tour. 
<laughs> who all snapped up the crash it's, course CD. Interestingly, because I've read Mark Kelly's book now. Interestingly, in that he, you know, he's under no illusions what happened on that tour, is he? Basically, they yeah. they put all the tickets out cheap so the students could buy them, and all the fans just bought a load of cheap tickets, and no students attended <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> I went to. Um, we're jumping around a bit. This is basically everyone listening. This is probably just going to be a bit more of a relaxed episode. This is our, uh, this is our fun episode after. When I, when yeah. I come after on. The, yeah. We need you to lighten the atmosphere here. Well, after it's, the last go, it's few only going to be jolly for at least the next couple of months because it's more. Yeah, true. Then, then we go into an hour before it's dark, unless that's shit. Which The only two good tracks on it are the two that released. (laughs) Um, So let's 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 go back. So we had we've done Anorak, two thousand and one. Yeah. So Marillion by two thousand and two, they'd had their first Marillion weekend, Mm. uh, and were basically just swimming in money. (laughs) (laughs) They made so much profit from Pontins. Yeah, for, for the first time ever. I mean, I don't know if I should say. I am going to say. I heard. I heard a story that that Marillion couldn't believe how much money they made at the first Marillion weekend. That they were coming out of there like with sacks of cash, <laughs> <laughs> like from the merch, like Santa Claus sacks. Yeah, but I, yeah. apparently they it's couldn't believe it. But, and th- yeah, they, they, they've not been shy about admitting that the Marillion mm. weekends, as much as the whole pre-order thing, completely changed their business model and their, their lives really mm. because they had everything under their control you yeah. know they yeah. they no longer needed to rely on anyone but the fans for income yeah and it was a, smart it was an amazing position to be in and those two things the marillion weekends they had other stuff going on like which we'll get to in a minute front row club yeah. which have we i don't know if we've talked about that. we haven't the no, front row club was, was marillion's you signed up um you, you, it was like you signed up a subscription. You got a certain number of CDs a year. Didn't you got you? credit, so you you paid an annual fee, and that gave you, I think, six credits. And then every two months, a live album came out that had just been recorded off the sound board at the gig, and you had the choice of using one of your credits for that, and they'd post it to you, or you could opt out of that one. Yeah. And save the credits you for, just get for the a ones. There was like official okay. bootlegs because right. at the time this was still an era. Oh, I I don't know if we talked about this. Yeah, I've I've heard about this somewhere. Yeah, but there was also talk of of um, those credits. You could use them for things that weren't CDs, but they were a bit sort of vague about what they might be, like, like special what? events. Oh, yeah. but we will get to that because okay. that's precisely how Anthony and I met. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> we used and our... this all started when? Wow, late nineties. I would have thought when they set up Racket because when they they set up Racket because they started releasing live albums, but then the Front Row Club was a slightly different proposition because they didn't do any production on the front row club cds right generally just what was recorded off the desk at gigs or you know and and the quality would vary from release to release so some would sound a lot better than others yeah but But it makes sense i think i can't remember who i heard speaking about this but people were already doing their own bootlegs weren't they so this is just them taking control of what people were already doing and selling and making money out of and i like that they were they came in like a uniform Kate, you know, cover. Yeah, case, yeah. You put them they? on the shelf, and they all they all match. I mean, if I if I had to if I had to bet on when it started, I'd say a bit later. I would say yeah. kind of two thousand and two, two thousand and three time. But I'll tell you why. Oh, because yeah. the first, I remember the first two. I'm sure were from the dot com tour and radiation tour, like ninety nine, ninety eight. So I think that would be very recent for a. It, uh, you could be right. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm arrogantly confident in everything <laughs> I say. Just like you. Anthony, make the most of this because it does not yeah, happen right. often. 2002. Yes. Wow. Yeah. 2002. Excellent. So they had that going. What the fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you ganging up with him? He's the one who hates our listeners because their letters are too I long. Don't, don't gang up I with him. I love our listeners' letters. I just don't think it's an, in- it's, a, it's an interactive thing. Just sit there and listen. 
to, well, to That's what? what they should do, sit and listen. What, not? Well, we like to throw them a bone. I, like, you want, he, I like hearing you, people's <laughs> opinions. Well, okay, and they, what they should do then is, is spend 15, 20 years getting to know you. <laughs> and then you can invite them onto the podcast, and then you could they can put forward their views. God, it has been nearly twenty years, hasn't it? Yeah, it was two thousand and four. No, year wow. after next. Yeah, eighteen years. Bloody hell! Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh, you get you get less for murder. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so basically, because they were trying all these different things, they had. Do you remember the street teams? Yeah, yes. remember, they yeah. were trying all these different Wait, things. Wait, what are the street, street teams? Street teams, like, you know, I think uh, this was probably around the time of marbles. They would, would get people to basically act as, I don't know, I suppose, PR marketing kind of. Yeah, going, putting, like, like, flyers out. And, yeah. Oh. And I guess you're going to get no, to the car wrapping. The car wrapping was the, yeah. the next thing. They got, you know, you could offer to, for free yeah. to have your car wrapped in, like, the marbles cover. Like, oh, kind of what? Like, yeah. People had it for years, didn't they? Yeah. Do you know so, of anyone who had it done? No. I mean, there were photos of people having it, but I don't know anyone personally who, who had it done. <gasps> so you'd drive, no, you didn't drive do it, around in a, I, I, I don't know, because I wanted to. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't. I got a feeling there was, wasn't there restrictions on certain, well, also, no, I do know why I didn't, because my car was uh, bashed to shit. Oh. <laughs> Advertising. I had this huge dent down the side from going into the uh, go, going into the car park at, up the woods. Oh, oh, I hit that. oh no! <laughs> That's right. Oh, I had God. to buy a new car in order to get it done. So they were trying all these these new things, but it was working because something that happened off the back, I think, of anaphobia. Mm. was public perception did shift a bit. They didn't get the piss taken out of them as much as they were, or at least it was changing because because they had effectively revolutionised the music industry in the way. Yeah, the people way, saw how much support they had. Yeah. Um, they did appear on um, a BBC show, a documentary called The Future Just Happened. Do you remember this? No. I remember it at the time, and it was all about how the internet was changing Um industry in the country and the world blah 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 uh, and they 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 were on one episode of that talking about the animat pre-order and i remember as well because they showed well i watched it actually the other day but i remember afterwards mark saying that there was this bit in the in the documentary where he kind of said oh yeah on a slow week we sell between one to two thousand cds a week uh, and he didn't admit that they had, they had perhaps inflated that <laughs> figure somewhat to, to sound more impressive. But he did sort of say on it that at that time they were they would sell more copies of their albums than any other retailer. You know, so oh, wow. million, but because the internet had, you know, they got their database, they'd set up a shop, you know, to sell their stuff directly to France. So retailers weren't taking a cut. Mm. You know, they must have just been pinching themselves at what was what was going on for them at that time you yeah. know and then of course the next step was the next album which there were a few options which i think we'll get onto next week a bit the album itself and the the production of it but the thing that was really clear was was this buzz mm. that was around the, the guy sorry i did want to just sort of say about the future that just happened guy because uh, i watched it the other night the meridian bit off it we weren't completely out of the woods yet because he, he introduced the Marillion segment with the band were playing This is the 21st Century in the Racket Club. And he said, yeah. he had this, this sort of slightly odd accent. He was American, but it was a slightly... Anyway, it's really not relevant, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to do an impression of Marillion. Uh, Marillion is one of those bands whose name is unfashionable, even to mention... They're worse than unknown. They're formally known to be seen enjoying their music oh, as, I am, as I am here is extraordinarily brave. <laughs> what a wanker. He actually yeah, introduced... Yeah, that's a dick move. <laughs> You're the real hero, mate. <laughs> anyway, it was a good bit of... Um, but he... Wait, hang on. They were in the studio with him and he introduced them like that. Well, on the voiceover, yeah. The, he didn't say that to their face. on earth? That's... But they kind of Rude. went through how they, you know, had this database and, you know, people all around the world. Because that's the other thing. They weren't just selling 
they were just replacing retailers in the UK. They were replacing yeah, yeah. retailers all around the world. Oh, true. They yeah. went through the database on this show to see, oh, well, you've got you've you've got fans in Iran. Let's see how many in Iran you've got. One one yeah. person on their database <laughs> in Iran. But I think that's what changed because they were so at the forefront of that and being an online retailer and you know that that people kind of went oh there's something going on here the fact that they yeah. are not only exploiting this new technology that was still relatively new or yeah. at least there were a lot of people that still didn't get it at that time and see the potential of it yeah it was less than sort of 10 years i think what was it sort of 2001 2002 i hadn't you know had the internet connection would been less than 10 years since yeah. i'd kind of first got got online i think yeah i guess you could say they were progressive in their well (laughs) is it marketing or is it yeah 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 it's true though i think what it did is it sort of changed the perception of them as dinosaurs yeah at least in one aspect of what they did of course you know perhaps people didn't quite get their music but what helped is that anarachnophobia had 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 some good reviews and then marbles as a result of the fact that they could afford to take more time. You know, it was three years it ended up being between Anorak and Marbles. And that was the longest gap that they'd had at that point. Mm. And that allowed them, you know, the money had allowed them to kind of take their time and produce work that was unquestionably better, you know. And I still think there's a case to be had that Marbles is their best ever album. Yeah, no, I agree. Whenever I sort of think, I did it the other day, I think, oh, I'm going to put some really on. And then I always think about... You know, I'll put some... I still consider it one of the recent albums. Which yeah, is, it's weird, which isn't is weird. it? I know. But I have to... You know, if I'm going to put Marillion on, I have to make a conscious effort for it to not be Marbles. Yes. Yeah, I know Wow. Because otherwise that's just wow. the default one that goes on. Really? And then, and then normally after that it'd be somewhere else or, you know, which is a particular favourite of mine. But anyway. Do you like somewhere else? I love somewhere else. Yeah, so yeah. do I. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? That it's got this bad rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I've kept saying on this, I'm a staunch defender of it. I, I really don't get it. Um, no, I mean obviously there's the there's the most toys. Well, yeah, but, yeah. But, no yeah. one likes that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I found an interview with uh, in the all the the old web fan club mags that yeah. Simon gave me. Found an interview uh, about somewhere else on that where the band are all sort of bigging it up. And, yeah. and Pete said, "Oh, we've even got a song there that's like a traditional rock and roll song called Most Toys." Oh, <laughs> sound like rock and roll. No, it's punk. Everyone knows. <laughs> like, everyone knows it's punk. It's like hardcore punk. It's <laughs> <laughs> like kind of like Sham sixty nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, what were I? Well, that's an inter- Hang on, I just want to go back to because so, so Anthony said that. So you you said that your first choice is marbles usually to put on. If I yeah, if unless I'm going to put a, one of the fish era ones on, then more often than not, yeah, it would be marbles. Yeah. Hmm. And what would you? What would yours be? The same. Oh, really? Or, That's really um, interesting. Yeah, it would be marbles or fear, perhaps. Ah. Uh, but I, I, not everything on fear is an easy list, and it would tend to be the levers. That tends to be my go-to song. So you days. wouldn't put on the whole album? No. Well, I mean, the levers is like half a side of an album. Let's face yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, that, I just think uh, I'd, my default would be to, to go to the latest. One. Yeah. It's not out yet. Yeah. <laughs> so good luck with that. Well we've got we've got two songs out. Yeah. We'll just yeah. listen to them on which I am doing at the moment, just oh, listening no, to them. I don't want to over listen. I've I've listened to them a few times each. That'll do now. Otherwise <laughs> no, the album just... will turn up and it'll be like, oh not this again. Aww. Skip. <laughs> so for me the what I think was really noticeable between Anorak and Marbles and then in the wake of Marbles was this this building sense of, of I don't know, excitement. Yeah, there was definitely. something about the Marbles pre-order that really kind of whipped the fans up. And we'd heard um, at the, was it the first Butlins weekend, some snippets of the songs. Yeah. Um, I think we got to hear Don't Hurt Yourself, uh, Neverland, Ocean Cloud, Oops. Angelina, Pacific Rower. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And wasn't it Neverland? It was like big, enormous, massive thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was he called it. And Faith, which ended up on somewhere else. And from that, it was like, yeah, there's these songs seem like they're a step up again, and so that yeah. helped. But uh, you're saying that wasn't what caused 
the you know build-up in excitement. Sorry, do, you, I, do you know what I think it is? And I, and I actually genuinely can't remember the date of when this kind of started to take off. But I think it was the online forum. I think it was the mole. Oh. Possibly, yeah. Because I was. I don't think that was around. Right. For yeah, that. yeah. Um, that right. makes sense. And you're then right. hearing the snippets of the songs kind of added to. Well, people were just excitement. yeah. People were just kind of make creating online friendships and stuff yeah. as they were, and and you did get this. You were no longer kind of you know sitting there in isolation listening to to Marillion or or getting excited to you know to hear the new stuff actually there was a this big online community that, that it gave us somewhere to go didn't yeah. it that online mm. between gigs between Marillion weekends as they were starting to happen kind of regularly and then the Marillion weekends made that made physical. it real yeah um whereas and then so it was just like a sense of connection you had with each other as well as with the band and the music and everything yeah and that's it you know and it still exists to this day in sort of our groups of friends that that you know it's not quite the same as it was back then because i mean the mole for no. sort of died off so you kind of a bit yeah. it's still going but yeah you know it's the I same mean, it seems years. like the same half a dozen people yeah. <laughs> posting on there <laughs> but if i go on there what did you say the what died the off the marillion online Mulf. forum as it was oh. called Mulf, yeah. but at its height it was really busy but yeah. i guess we've got facebook these days it's not the same it's not no there it I don't know because it's just people commenting on. I don't know. It's it could same, work in the same way, I suppose, but it just doesn't feel. I guess, I guess it depends how you use it. I mean, I only ever the only stuff I read from the Marillion pages is the stuff that appears in my feed. Yeah. I rarely go in. Yeah. And, whereas with the Molf, you know, you add your different kind of areas. There was That's a bit true. for Marillion, a bit for other bands, and and you'd make a conscious effort to navigate around there and. And you know, find threads and read all the arguments, and because it wasn't all uh, plain sailing and oh, every, everyone well, patting each other on the back. Oh, they're horrendous rows. Yeah, big oh, wow. time. Lucy used to post on there and chip in as well, didn't she? Yeah. And um, I mean, uh, yeah, there were a few that I I uh, stuck my oar into as well. Yeah, but were then <laughs> not a few that you started. <laughs> no, no, I never started any arguments. Come on. No, I know. But there You're were a few peaceful. times that I felt. Yeah, to chip in. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm trying it not was, to mention names. Yeah, <laughs> really but, trying but, hard not to mention anyone. The, by the name. juicy arguments weren't were never really about the music. It was main, you know, perhaps about racism, some, racism, some, <laughs> some oh politics. That's that, heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. some oh, politics like, that hatred mentioned, maybe oh, you know, dude. and then people for and against. Wow. Yeah, it would get quite like serious arguments yeah, yeah. then. Mm. But at the same time, it was building the community. Yes. And yeah. all of this, everything that was going on felt like it was building the community. And that was genius, really. Whether it happened as a result of Lucy coming more sort of fully on board or yeah. whether it was how it happened organically, I don't know. It, it, but it happened. And <laughs> that time around the time of Marbles and in the lead up to Marbles is my favourite time ever of being a Marillion yeah, fan. Yeah, definitely. It was the best time mm. ever to be a Marillion fan. And then, you know, on top of that, they had a top seven single, you know, which it felt like for all of us, I think, my God, yeah. we've we've won. We've, yeah. we've mm. kind of come back. Yeah. Uh, and we were so times. on side for that. It was, yeah. the, it was so exciting. And... The, you know, the, the sort of Marillion weekends after that and uh, now this group of friends who are just as diehard as I was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it's really hard to kind of explain to you what it was like. Cause, I mean, you, you see it a bit now. We go to gigs and we meet up with people that we know and we go to the Marillion weekends. We've got a little gang. But then it was, you'd you'd go to gigs on Marillion weekends and there were you'd sort of seem to know hundreds of people (laughs) and say hello to loads of people he didn't even know half of them by name but you just saw them at at every gig or or every marillion weekend and uh don't know there was just something to coin a phrase in the air uh, that that was very exciting and then there was this barbecue do you know about the barbecue no you don't know about the barbecue well only the you were asking about it last night, but yeah, but yeah, no, I, it, I don't know. Does it ring a bell? I mean, it, the, the, the arguments about whether people should have been invited or not that rang a bell. <laughs> that did ring a bell that for me. A bell. Yeah. But I, it, 
some of you might remember this. There was a racket barbecue where some fans got to go and have a barbecue with the band. Was <laughs> Sounds a bit like a, weird was now. Was this a front row club thing? Well, I couldn't remember whether it was something that you bought with front row credits or it was a lottery or a competition or what. It must have been a lottery. It must have been. You put your name in a hat. And, yeah. Yeah. And you were picked at random. Yeah. <laughs> Although there were, yes, I, I do remember some people complaining that it perhaps wasn't entirely random. <laughs> some of the, there, there were all sorts of hierarchies in the fandom as well. Because there were some people yeah. who were sort of jealous of others that were seen as inner circle yeah. and seen as moonies. They were, was was the phrase that I was reminded of last night. Yes. Uh, and And then there were those people who are very close to sort of the band or Lucy and the like. Which just happens in life anyway. It it's like, of course, yeah. there are going to be yeah. people that are closer to them. Yeah. And yeah. they're well, going they to get invited first. They were better first. fans of the band. Were you in the inner circle, Anthony? No. No, we, we, we were on the, well, we weren't. You were in the We had one foot in the We had the opportunity, oh, the, but I think we, yeah, we, we bottled it. Well, yeah. You were yeah. in the outer we circle of the inner circle. We could have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We, we knew people in the inner circle. We knew web fan club people. Yeah. Uh, but we just, I don't know. We're, well, you've said, you, you're too chaotic. You, you've done this podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm A, quite unsociable, and B, also quite, I don't know, what would you, you know what I'm like. Agent of chaos. <laughs> well, look, here, okay, we might as well say it. Look, look we, so we went to, um, probably the closest we got to Inner Circle was we went to Dublin, didn't we? For Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, this is the most, and we went with, uh, for our friend's birthday weekend. Yes. And there were... It was all the web fan club team and Lucy and Ian. Yeah. We don't mind saying this, do we? No, no, no. I'd forgotten about yeah. it. I was thinking about the 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 weekend when you won the Chernobyl competition. Oh, well, we, but, but yeah, we do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 we can talk about that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah uh, but so we went to Dublin with them. This was not. How Meridian. did you get invited? Well, Anthony, I don't know why I was there. Right, it was I, my. It was my plus one. Yeah, I was Anthony's Aww. plus one because uh, obviously they knew Anthony relatively well. Um, yeah, because they 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 live nearer, you know, near to me, and uh, a few of us in that area, um, as well as the kind of the more Marillion related. You know, events. Um, we would we would get together in in a pub in Coventry every sort of month or so, um, and not just talk about Marillion. You know, talk about other things as well. Wow! Um, <laughs> and and all those people, or most of those people, are still friends now. Oh, yes. nice! Um, we're still, yeah. we're still friends. And I class them. You know, you've met. You know, what I'm talking about. Um, they are. They're friends uh, and friends of this podcast. But at the time. I didn't know them perhaps as well yeah. as you did, it's fair to say. Yeah. You know, and so I, I went there, I think, just to keep you entertained. Or I was invited just to keep you entertained. That was the sense I got. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it, 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 and we spent most of the weekend just you and I together walking yeah. around Dublin. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of hanging out with everyone, apart from a weird five minutes where we were in the pub with Lucy and Ian. Well, there was that curry, wasn't there? Was there was that curry where we all went out where I burnt my mouth. Yeah. On Flaming sangrias. Yeah, which, <laughs> not even with the curry. Yeah, with, no, with Fra- Fraser Marshall. Uh, Will, uh, you know, every time I've ever spoken to him, he's, he's mentioned the flaming sambuca. It wasn't my finest. I must have mentioned oh it on this podcast. Goodness. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, contrary to legend, the sambuca wasn't lit when I tried to drink it. I had the glass. Blown, was hot. I had blown it out. Yes, I didn't expect the glass to be as hot as it was. I put it to my mouth, oh, and no. in a restaurant where I'm out with, you know, I sat three, three, three people down from Ian Mosley. I just shouted at the top of my voice, "Fuck!" <laughs> and like, kind of threw the drink across the table. <laughs> so, I can't imagine why I'm not. Part of- <laughs> And that was, and then on the on the Saturday, yeah, we spent most of the day traipsing around Dublin because I had a horrendous you hangover. Oh, I've heard and about your legendary, diarrhea, yeah. legendary and, uh, hangover. Yeah, then, but we were booked to go to. Or we went to to the Guinness factory um, to have the the tour around there. Yeah, um, which was which was okay, and then, but then it ends at the bar, doesn't it? On yeah. the on the top floor, and you get a free pint of Guinness, which took me about forty five minutes to drink. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the other um, the, yes, the other time was of course I won the 
competition to get yeah. VIP passes to a Marillion weekend. Yes. Which they didn't pay for us to go or anything, but it, it was, we had like kind of backstage access. Well, the best oh. thing was they upgraded the chalet. That was, that was the best, best thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this was because... So you won the competition, but you were able to ha- get VIP passes for like a plus one well, or something. What, yeah, they said you plus two friends or whoever. Nice. Basically, I think whoever you were sharing Oh, my the God, that's with. amazing. Yeah. And I was sharing with Anthony and Sebastian, who we will have on soon because we want to talk about Meridian Weekends in a bit more detail, and he came to the first one with me. But... Um, it was great, and I'd won this for those that don't know because I went to Chernobyl, uh, and the the thing was you had to take a photo of yourself in front of a famous landmark wearing a Marillion T-shirt, and yeah. I had to go on the Mulf, good old Mulf, and say, "Can anyone get me a radiation T-shirt quick?" <laughs> so I happened to be going to <laughs> Chernobyl, so and someone sent me one. It was great, you know, it was really kind That's of perfect. perfect. That's a yeah. perfect. So, perfect photo I mean, the second I did it, I knew I'd won. Yeah, <laughs> so oh, yeah I saw it announced. I'd already had the. The trip to Chernobyl, but I knew I'd won. Long, yeah. you know, not that I'm arrogant. <laughs> I just, just, I just knew, just knew I'd, well, Come on. Yeah, short of. I mean. Didn't yeah. you get a load of stick there, people saying you'd photoshopped? Well, it. this was it. Yeah. We, uh, you, you, like, me and Seb wandered around with these VIP lanyards on. Yeah. Which, yeah. Ultimately, what did they grant us? We went to a one sound check. Yeah. But, <laughs> That's but pretty cool. The thing is, we, we weren't humble about it, or I wasn't humble right. about it. <laughs> I mean, we were wave, I was waving this thing in ev- everyone's face. <laughs> <laughs> that always goes yeah. down well. Have you, got, have you got a wristband? All oh, right, I've got this, you know. So. <laughs> and certain people did get a bit pissed off with that. Um, the three, the three benefits that they end up giving us are okay. Well, chalet, okay, like right, four yeah. benefits. Chalet, much nicer. That is nice. That's uh, a although good... the one we had last time because it was so close was better. Yeah, but anyway, so mm. chalet, we got to go to one. We went to one sound check. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. That is pretty we, cool. We no, could have gone to more than one. We, we could just have gone went to, to one. Yeah, and, and went, this is actually quite boring. <laughs> yeah. Bear I'd in mind, we met a at a sound check. check. So we'll talk, we're going to talk oh, about okay, how we okay. meet. It, it's coming. Yeah. It's not a great story, but it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to one sound check, which was sound checks are boring because they just played the same little bit over and over again. Yeah. And they weren't oh. even sound checking many Marillion songs because it was the covers night. So oh, like, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, we're going to song <laughs> so we went to that then um one night i got to get going the adventure factory because it was heaving and they said no more capacity and i flashed them the thing and said i'm with the band and that was because there was a there was a beatles cover band playing <laughs> got in with it and i lasted in there about no two way. minutes and went this is a fire risk i'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting out fire of there this is, this is not health and safety compliant and legged it. And then the the final thing was we got to go backstage to meet the band. Um, yeah. And I can't remember how, whether I bumped into Lucy or something. Yeah, you, you uh, did on the, on the sun. No, it was on the Saturday. It was on the Saturday. And she said, have you been backstage to meet the band yet? Oh, yeah. And you went, no, 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 we didn't. Yeah. Well, you can't just, I, I assumed you can't just go backstage just because you've got a landlord well, on. Yeah, but we weren't that keen to. It's not like we spent the whole no. weekend thinking, well, how do we do it? Where do we go? We don't really You know, worry. we just thought, let's just leave them to it. We're having a lovely time, mm. you know, with, uh, our, with our lovely um, upgraded chalet. But Because <laughs> Lucy, Lucy said we should, we did. And yeah. it was really awkward. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It was the Sunday really afternoon, awkward. wasn't it? Yeah. So I think, was it the sound check before Swap the Band? Or maybe it was like, yeah, it would have been. It would yeah, have been it was, before. It was, so it was like pre- Sunday lunchtime, yeah. this sound oh. check. So we went, we. Oh, so it was like, it wasn't after the final gig or something. No. No. It was, they where, do I imagine they, they, they would have had the like all, all the songs still in their head and everything. That was the sense yeah. I got. It was the only other person I've ever seen that had that same thousand yard stare was the weatherman Francis Wilson when I met him <laughs> uh, when he was trying to do his job because he had a lot of weather in his head yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and Marillion were clearly the same but we so what happened because Lucia said meet me at the side of the stage so we went and did that yeah. and said okay yeah we're ready and then she led us into the dressing room there was no one in there was there which made it really awkward or was yeah. in there one of them I thought one of them was in there was it not Pete no, because oh, no, Pete no, it wasn't Pete. Oh, right. Do you not remember what happened when Pete came in? 
Because uh, it was Ian, Ian, I think, and Rothers might have been in there. Yeah. Right? Okay. Ian and Rothers. So it was very awkward, stilted conversation because we were just sort of shuffled in. Mm. And I ended up just babbling, kind of like, oh, like explaining who <laughs> I you? am. And I went to Chernobyl. <laughs> I remember Rothers went, oh, that's so oh, funny. Sort of, yeah, I kind of remember something to do with that. Oh, God, this is so <laughs> awkward. And then, um, and then Pete bursts in. And the look he gave us, it was like, as I've always explained this, it was like he caught me going through his jacket pockets. <laughs> oh, like, no. this, like, who the hell are these people in my dressing room? Yeah, well, yeah. basically, oh, no. the look on his face. The only time I've ever seen someone else with that face on was when my brother-in-law thought I'd thrown some stones at a horse. And it wasn't. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It was a rubber horse. This is a, that's a true story. <laughs> There was a rubber horse in a stable, and I said yeah. to my nephews, who were young at the time, watch me throw some stones at this horse. There's this <laughs> rubber horse's head sticking out of a stable. I started chucking stones at it, so they were bouncing yeah. off the rubber horse's head. Yeah. And my brother-in-law, like, he was horrified, the look on his face, but, like, without words. <laughs> uh, what I hadn't seen is that there was a real horse that he could see next to oh, the, no. the rubber yeah. horse. And so he thought I was throwing stones at a real horse. <laughs> Anyway, that it was, was that sort of look. That yeah. was, the, you know, that yeah. you know that sort of look. Yeah, <laughs> the rubber horse stone throw look. Rubber horse look. That was the, anyway, and I think we lasted in there a couple more minutes, oh, and then kind of went bye. Yeah. But was that? But to out. be fair, if it's pre-gig, that, but that Meridian weekend, whichever one it was, was it two thousand seven? Yes. So that it was still kind of at the height of the this buzzy sort of fan yeah. era, wasn't it? Really. So we met the front row club. One of the special events. Well, the only special event. As it turned event. out, the only special event they did was the chance to use some of your credits to go to a sound check for the Marbles tour. Yes. So they were kicking off the Marbles tour with a show at Aylesbury Civic Centre, which is not the waterside thing that we go to now, that lovely brand new theatre thing. This was the old Civic Centre right in the centre of the town. Um so that that was on something like the maybe the Friday night or something. So well, that was just a normal gig. Yes, that's that was on a Friday because I was trying. You went to see them at HMV, didn't you, as well that week? Yeah, uh, yeah, just do like an acoustic thing in Birmingham. Yes, yeah. I was trying to. I was yeah. trying to because I was trying to get all the dates of um, when the album came out, when we saw them that week, so, when <clears throat> uh, the single charted. So yeah. I was trying to put the timeline together. Okay. So well, the I've album got, came out on May the 3rd, didn't it? Yeah, but if you pre-ordered, supposedly it was uh, supposedly it Would was earlier before, Yeah, Yeah, because we knew the album when we went to that thing. We definitely did. This is what I was talking about with our friend Richard last yeah. night, because I knew, definitely knew the album by yeah. then. I think I'd had it at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But apparently it came out on the 27th of April. Which and the gig was on the thirtieth of April. I had more than three days to, to listen to that. I'm sure I did. But yeah, then, but then, maybe not. I mean, this was eighteen years ago. So. Yeah, and maybe you um, know, with three days, we'd have just listened to it constantly. Wouldn't maybe. We, so. I, I certainly hadn't heard the album by the time you're gone. It came out because no. you're gone was a surprise because it was like they they played bits of other songs or, or we'd had clips yeah. or, and things, but we hadn't heard anything. We were gone. It was like, my God, this is out of, come out of nowhere. I'll tell you something else though, interesting as well, because and I'm, sure, I'm sure you'd have got to this bit anyway. There was the single disc version, yes. which was the retail yes. version. Did you know this about marbles? No. It came in two versions. Get yeah. out of here. So the pre, at the, at the time it came out, I'm sure the pre-order was the only way to get both discs. And then there was a retail version that was one disc that was kind of a mishmash of the two. Oh, so was what like, was on the single disc I version? Uh, well, we're going to cover this next yeah, week. Yeah, Don't you jump yeah. Ahead. No, no, it's fine. Not, this is not but, your remix. No, but I'm not what not, you're here for. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. I want to know well, now. Okay, everything, everything but Genie, um, The Damage, and Ocean Cloud, Ocean I think. Cloud. They were the only three that were on there. It was only half an hour short. Oh, the only unforgivable oh, thing right. wasn't on it. Oh, was it not? I've no. written it down. No, I'm no, just no, a... that wasn't. But the reason I bring yeah. it up is because that gig and the rest of the tour was was them playing the single disc version of Marbles from start to finish. Yeah, in order. In order. Right. So that, I don't know if on that night 
it was we just kind of assumed it was a it was just a kind of highlights of marbles without realizing it was actually the the retail version they were playing. What we will say about that gig, that was one of my favourite Marillion gigs of all time because it went on forever. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so this is in Aylesbury? Yeah. You in Aylesbury? Took- and you went to a sound check before the gig? No. So what we went to was a pre-production day. So so the gig was on the Friday. The thing we're talking about was on the Thursday. So that was, oh. that was them getting their gear all set up yeah. But then, kind of doing some rehearsing as well, and and obviously a bit of sound check in there as well. So so yeah, we were kind of given these wristbands, and there were there were a good f- couple of hundred, weren't they? But what was interesting was um, your front row club credit only got you one ticket. It was impossible for anyone to bring yeah, anyone could, else. There was no plus ones. Oh, so everyone kind of <clears> went there unless you knew each other already from yeah. beforehand. Yeah, everyone, everyone was kind was of there, their but it was genius. by themselves. It was yeah, genius. that's how you make yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. it's like your first day of school, of yeah. a new school or something. And it it totally changed the course of my Marillion fandom because, well, uh, what happened? He got there first. You were the, literally the first one there in the pub, the pub next door. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> I was the second person. <laughs> <laughs> so of course Mr Early uh, and Mr Almost as Early uh, and he was wearing a Meridian t-shirt oh, and I yeah. went up there to him and I said I imagine you're here for the same thing I am and that was it we were the first oh. two people there yeah <laughs> and and then other people came there was that other guy that we were friend, came friends yeah with that I day. can't remember his name I think his name was Julian I was thinking about this yesterday I think I can remember his um yeah, I can. His, his logon yeah. name. Yeah. Never seen him again. No. What was his logon name? He might. It was. He might listen bearer. to this Bear, Yeah, bear with an A at the end. Yeah. Bearer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think he was a policeman. He was a policeman. Yeah. yeah. But what happened was that that we because um, uh, we would go into the hall every now and then, realize actually this is quite boring because yeah. right. the <laughs> band pretty much ignored us and yeah. the, apart from Pete at one point. Yeah. Uh, we were just sort of stood at the back, but there were times when they went ran through some songs in full. But, but basically what would happen is that Anthony with this other chap would just stand there laughing <laughs> <laughs> and making stupid jokes. So start as you mean to go on. And that's, the rest is history. That's what happened. Um, and that was literally it. We just made each other laugh throughout yeah. this sound check. <laughs> and then didn't we all, because there were other people there, yeah. Didn't we go for curry that yeah. night? Yeah. yeah, we all went for a curry and because we were all absolutely leathered by then. Because you'd just been going to the pub all day. Yeah, we back sp- and forth. we'd go into the hall for like twenty minutes and then go back yeah, to the pub like, for yeah, two we'd hours. We'd been there for about eleven AM. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I remember us in this curry house and um I don't know if they managed to pers- so in the in the pub they they'd managed to persuade the them to put Marillion which on, is brilliant which is the first time I'd yeah. ever kind of experienced that and then I don't think they did that in the curry house but I just got this memory of us there's about 12 of us all sat around yeah, this table all of us singing the the end bit to Fugazi <laughs> <laughs> where oh, are wow. the prophets you know brilliant. <laughs> I don't know if he listens to this but I'm gonna I'm gonna ap- apologize publicly because he said something to me years later I at some point I think it might have been that night in the curry house. Yeah. I offended Richard Neal right. somehow. And I don't I don't know what I did or what I said, but I think okay. I said something which which oh you took dear. the wrong way. Richard Neal, by the way, who you'll often see him on the Meridian merch stand at Meridian Weekends. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lovely guy. I don't know what I said. How to did upset how did you him. find, find out that you'd upset me. him? <clears throat> or what did he say? He, I said, I can't remember. He, he said, said I said something that was a bit rude or dismissive. Oh, yeah, I never meant to. <laughs> Nothing against him whatsoever. So sorry, Richard. Uh, all these years later, eighteen years later, but it's always, always stuck in my mind that time that he he told me that I'd um, uh, I'd said something upsetting upset somehow. Him. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it was. Uh, I can't remember now. Screw him. That's what I say. <laughs> screw him. Yeah, screw him. <laughs> oh, no, no, you've upset him all over again. Uh, yeah, so there was that curry, but that it sort of started a bit of a tradition at that at that pub, didn't it? Of kind of yeah, of gigs, and they'd play Marillion, and that became almost as much a part of the night out of, yeah. as the gig, the yeah. going to Aylesbury for warm ups or whatever, and going to that pub, and then then putting Marillion on, and then it becoming like a mass sing along. 
because that was it. Maybe it was a year later, but then you had the likes of Forgotten Sons, as they were known yes. then, and they would play in Aylesbury, oh, right? And and you know. It, any excuse, basically, to go back to Aylesbury. Yeah. They're still Marillion now, They're still they? Marillion. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Yes. We've seen them Absolutely. a few times. So yeah. it, it was all, it all fed into this feeling of excitement. You know, Forgotten yeah. Sons doing their thing, that pub playing the music, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I I can't say this, it, yeah, we, our experience is obviously very personal to us, you know, and I'd love to know what other people's, experience at that time was and where this was just general you know everyone or whether it was just a few hundred of us that that were all doing the same thing yeah and what was it that brought it alive for other people did everyone feel that sense of excitement that something was going on with Marillion and I'm sure you know in the band's history the only other time it must have been like that was sort of in the run up to script script yeah yeah Maybe yeah. when Misplaced came out, I don't know, but by then they were sort of established. So, so yeah, that would have been too mainstream, I suppose. Then, but yeah, this maybe this was was what it was like on the run up to script, and yeah. you know that being a bit of a secret that, that you know it was people really were proud special. of knowing. My favourite time ever of being a Marillion fan, and I obviously still love it. I still love the Marillion weekends, and I love that that we've got our gang now, but it's sort of more focused than it was during that time. I think, yeah, I think because, you know, then you would, you you know, we went to this thing on our own. You, you know, you, you were in smaller groups. You perhaps met up with other people. I don't know. I think now the the danger is that the, the, the friendships have kind of solidified now and, you know, we'll go to Poland Mm. and, and, and they'll be the only people we speak to. Yeah. That's my, concern there but, are people we see don't we but are they yeah. people that you know back from yes, the day when you, that yeah. you no, met we're not making any then. new friends yeah but yeah so like point. i'm 50 years old yeah, i don't I want any new friends i know i know i'm the same i just i just feel bad about it this is why we ended up outside of the, the inner circle was because ultimately you know you do a good job of pretending you're sociable but you're sociable with limits yeah i am just generally what people don't realise about it. I'm actually quite shy. No, you uh, are. Not. You're I not am. shy. You always say this. I am actually. You think quite you're shy. shy? Yes. You think you're shy? Yeah. I'm awkward around people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel awkward around other people. I think you're. Yeah, but you're pretty good at small talk. I struggle with small talk. I'm all right as long as the you person... You do, actually. You are quite rude to people sometimes, aren't you? <laughs> you are. You're rude to I'm all right as long as people are... I'm getting some, you know, some feedback off people, but... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I can't do small talk with quiet people. Yeah, what about you, Sanya? Love small talk. Yeah, you do. You love it when people just talk <laughs> at you, don't you? No, yeah. I prefer it if people just talk at me. So, <laughs> I do. I love so, it. I love, I love people who can't stop talking. I'm like, cool, they're doing all the work. You'd have been really out of your depth in that Marillion uh, dressing room. I know. I would have been just like them. I would have just been trying to ask them questions to get them to talk. No, I did what I always do, which is babble. Yeah, see, that's why we're <laughs> yeah. the perfect match. You can babble and I'll just ask you questions. Mm. Uh, so tell us about the HMV gig thing that you went to, because you were boasting about that when I met you. Yeah, no, I, well, my memories of that, it was, it, was, it was sunny. I went with my first wife and our two very young children, and she'd made them um, like marbles T-shirts. Oh, wow. where, where she'd kind of printed the artwork, you know, ironed the artwork onto the, I don't know how she did it. Um, and, uh, but because they were there, we, we spent, basically we were right at the back, so I couldn't see anything right. at all. But it was, it was kind of an acoustic-y, I don't think all five members were there. I think maybe three or four of them were there. Three or four. I think, I think four, I'd say. I don't think Ian 80%. was there. I don't think Ian was there. I couldn't hear anything being hit. Um, <laughs> And uh, and yeah, and then afterwards we we kind of queued up and and met the band and they signed um, a marbles t shirt and um, they were very impressed by the very young children wearing the oh. the marbles t shirts. The only other thing is the other thing I remember is we were queuing for ages outside, and uh, and this is right in the centre of Birmingham. And it was like on a weekday afternoon. Yeah. So people are kind of looking and a little bit confused as to what's going on. And some bloke came up to me and said, um, is, it, is it right that Metallica are playing in there? <laughs> 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 I don't, well, I mean, it begins with an M, but... 
No, it's not wow. Metallica. <laughs> wow. Before we go, because the next week we're going to launch into marbles properly, and uh, once Anthony's gone, marbles, our coverage will probably be split. We're going to go on for a long time, by the way. I'm warning you, given that you hated how much we talked about Brave. Um, I think, yeah, but I think the issue was the, the three part mail sack. Yeah, we're episodes. not doing that again. Good, good. We try to get them all into one episode now, and you don't like that either. You hate oh, because it's an hour and a half long. <laughs> well, just listen to it in two minutes or don't listen to it at all. You've I got, thought about... Those are your choices. Thought, don't listen to it. I thought about not listening to it and then I thought there might be some in-joke or something that I miss and then I don't get... There was from... there was some gold in there. Yeah, well, there was... Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. But... Anyway, in preparation for uh, talking about marbles, I thought I'd um, look up some reviews from the time. Oh, yeah. And they're all generally good. All generally very good. Even The Guardian gave a begrudgingly decent review. But I did find a terrible one. (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) Given that this is arguably Marillion's best album, this this review on the Dutch progressive rock pages, you know there? Yeah, yeah. uh, They they had, I don't know if they still do it, but they had um, kind of, they would do a round table review of like the big album releases where they'd have several people. Right. And there's this one guy, I won't say his name, but the review's on there if people want to go and track it down, um, who clearly didn't like anarchophobia or at least the whole pre-order thing, given which is a joke, given that it's now just standard to kind of yeah. for bands that so do pre-order. He didn't like the pre-order thing. He, thought, he, he did felt not Marillion. so much the album. He clearly had some sort of bee in his bonnet about the pre-orders and Marillion releasing too many live albums and fleecing their fans and right. blah, blah, He thought blah. they released too many live albums. They did release a lot of live albums. The thing is... That's the front row club thing, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, but it's up to people if they want to buy them or Indeed. not. They're not forcing yeah. them upon people. No, completely agree. Anyway, I wanted to read this just before we finish because it's so over the top. and <laughs> right. So kind of, as history has proven him drastically wrong, that I thought I'd read it. <laughs> Anyway, he says, Marillion isn't really breaking new ground on marbles. The band uses styles they've used on previous, mostly post-Brave albums like Radiation, This Strange Engine, Anarachnophobia, etc. For instance, the style of Anarachnophobia is used again on marbles. (laughs) Oh, don't you hate it when bands use the same (laughs) style on two albums? On the one hand, you've got the dreamy, subdued songs like When I Meet God, while you also find the modern dance rhythm and drum loop influences of Between You and Me and 21st Century on this album. (laughs) Overall, Marbles is a rather disappointing album for Marillion standards. Oh. There's several reasons for this. (laughs) One. First of all, the music just doesn't live up to the enormous hype the band has created. The best bits on the album were probably those songs that were played during last year's convention in Minehead. Most of the new stuff just doesn't reach the same level. And some of the songs have even deteriorated. What? (laughs) It's really amazing, in a negative way, that the band didn't come up with something better in the three years since the last album. Second. He actually wrote second. Second, I coughed up 45 euros for a special two-CD version, which the band promised would be two hours of music. The eventual album is just 99 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) Seemingly, the band haven't had a problem making the deadline and dropped several songs, among them The Wonderful Faith, thereby reducing the album with over 20 minutes of music. Any other manufacturer of consumer products would never get away with this. Imagine buying a bottle of milk, which turns out to be half filled when you come home, or a dining table, which is delivered with only three chairs. <laughs> See why I had to read this? It is the same. It is. It is exactly the same. Yeah. Nobody would accept such a thing, yet Marillion seems to get away with it <laughs> once more. When I pay a premium price for 120 minutes of music, I want 120 minutes of music. I didn't find an eight euro refund in my package when it arrived. The band had 2.5 years to make this album. This is a rip-off. <laughs> Ever notice the racket also means swindle, contract and fraud? Racket records indeed. <laughs> I, I love the fact that he's worked out wow. that it should be eight euros that he gets back. I know, he's done the calculations. Yeah. <laughs> he goes on. Oh, yeah. 
If only the band would have dropped some of the below-par tracks like The Damage, Drilling Holes, Marbles 1 to 4, and would have shortened Ocean <laughs> wow. Cloud, Neverland and You're Gone by several minutes each, the remains would have made a good single CD. Certainly not one of their best, but still an album worth paying 20 euros for <laughs> instead of 45. And while they're at it, they might as well reshuffle the track order to get a more balanced listening experience. If they would have done that, I might even have considered giving the album a recommendation. In its current form, the single CD version earns a seven and the double CD version a six, since it's a classic case of over-promising and under-delivering. For those who haven't bought the album yet, you will certainly be better off buying the single CD version. It will at least save you some major disappointments. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, <laughs> regarding the special two-CD boxed edition, I admit it has some marvellous artwork. However, <laughs> why does the table of contents have page numbers while the pages have no such numbers? <laughs> Do wow. they expect me to count up to page 120? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I also no expected way. some liner notes about the making of the album. None. Oh, <laughs> did I mention that the foam pieces that hold the CD already came off after a couple of days? <laughs> The what pieces? Yeah, no, I I do agree with that. That was a bit of a nightmare. I remember that as well. The yeah. what pieces? So, so basically, the the CD went onto a kind of cardboard, you know, page if you right. like that that had some extra thickness around the the perimeter of the CD. Oh, right. And then, but deep. then there was this uh, this kind of disc in the middle that you kind of push the CD onto. And yeah, very quickly that did come off. But I just glued mine back into position. It's yeah. Well, you're not here. Are you? <laughs> you pay forty five euros. For I mean, that, th- to be fair, this is why it's important that bands send review copies out for free because then you don't, you don't <laughs> yeah, you get don't all get this it. issue. Wink, wink, Lucy. Uh, in the end, I only have myself to blame. From the very start of the Marbles campaign, I have been rather apathetic about it. Yet I once again found myself not being able to resist the temptation and pre-ordered marbles. As a marketing manager, I find the band's approach to and business model absolutely brilliant. I'm actually currently writing an article about the band's marketing approach for Holland's leading marketing magazine. (laughs) However, as a fan, I get more and more loathed about the band's constant fan milking. (laughs) Fan milking. Over-promising and acts that with any other company, would be considered rip-offs. Still, if the fans continue to accept it, I will probably find myself giving in to the next one as well. (laughs) Since I'm one of the few long-time fans that doesn't consider all of this to be absolutely wonderful, I'd better start saving enough cash for the next scheme. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Seven out of ten. (laughs) Well, six. Six for the the double. I mean, that doesn't even make sense, does it? (laughs) It's got the same music as the other one. It's got, but it's got extra songs. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's, that's, I'll take that. Well, Wait a minute, they hadn't put page numbers on. So I mean, you know, <laughs> knock a point off for that. He didn't know like where, a, where in the booklet he was supposed numbers. to be. <laughs> too much effort to try and like rifle through but why put them on the good point why put them in the contents page so if you're not going to put them on the pages never mind the quality feel the length (laughs) jeez oh dear this is what they have to (laughs) have had to deal with but the thing is i you know the whole pre-order thing because it was so new wasn't it i remember you know friends and family you know being absolutely shocked that i was i was buying something that didn't exist Yeah, yeah it was just it just wasn't you know, it just wasn't heard of. But they didn't invent it, did mm. they? Wasn't there something to do with the Statue of Liberty was something, like the first crowdfunding or something? There was something yeah. to do with No, no, it was the Royal Albert Hall. That's what Marx talks about in his book. Does he? Yeah, about those, you know, those <laughs> seats. seats in the oh, Royal Albert right. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, yeah. I'm looking this up because there is something. But there is, I think there is something about the Statue of Liberty yeah. as well. History. Yeah, crowdfunding. In the summer of 1885, crowdfunding averted a crisis that threatened the completion of the Statue of Liberty. Construction of the statue's statue's pedestal stalled due to a lack of financing. Fundraising efforts for the project fell short of the necessary amount by more than a third. New York Governor Grover Cleveland refused to appropriate city funds towards the project and Congress could not agree on the funding package. Anyway, so then they did a public campaign which raised $100,000. So what year was that? 1885. (laughs) So what about what year was the Albert Hall built? Mm. You know that's where they keep um, Hitler's ball. Yeah, yeah, and those. What? (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you know how many holes Wait, it I takes? I don't understand the yeah. joke. <laughs> it's What's it's the an, connection? It's, a, it's like a playground song that people used to sing. Because they, because underneath there's a like a it's called <clears> the, the 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 Hitler Museum underneath the album. No, hole. it's not. And they have on a plinth one of his testicles. <laughs> plinth. <laughs> His, mo- his, has only got his mother's got the other. Yeah. <laughs> what has got the other. Wait, hang on. <laughs> Where's the bit about the Royal Albert Hall? No, Hitler has only got one ball. The other is in the Albert Hall. Ah, his mother has, has got the, the other. other. No, that doesn't make sense. That does it? How many has he got? It's like he's got three. <laughs> he's a, tri- <laughs> a tribolic. But he's only got one. <laughs> But he's only got one left. Yeah, his mum's got one. The one's in the Albert Hall. And then he's just got one. He's got one. He's got one left. Yeah. Hitler has only got one ball. (laughs) (laughs) It's a World War II British song whose lyrics sung to the tune of the popular World War I era Colonel Bogey March impugns the masculinity of Nazi leaders by alleging they had missing, deformed or undersized testicles. Brilliant. Lyrics Uh, then. Or three now. Oh, there were different versions. There were ones for Hermann Goring, uh, Himmler. He had apparently Himmler's one. He had two, but they were very small. <laughs> <laughs> Goebbels had no balls at all. <laughs> um, Hitler's only got one ball. The other is in the Albert Hall. His mother, the dirty bugger, chopped it off when Hitler was small. She threw it in, into the apple tree. The wind blew it into the deep blue sea. When the fishes got out of their dishes and ate scallops and bollocks for tea. <laughs> I've never heard the full no. lyrics. <laughs> Um, and then there's a second verse that is less well known Rommel has got four or five I guess no one's quite sure about Rudolf Hess Schmeling is always yelling but poor Goebbels has no balls at all (laughs) (laughs) so you get you get everything on this show don't you we still still don't know what year they built the album 1867 and what was the... 1885. So it was the first one. The Albert Hall was before the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, but is it crowdfunding? Just buying your seats in advance? Kind well, helped, of, yeah. Yeah, it helped to build. It's like yeah. getting a deluxe two CD version with with, with <laughs> sticky bits that fall off. Bits in the middle that fall off. Or Roll getting, out, or, Albert Hall, or six or out getting, of ten. <laughs> <laughs> if it was smaller... <laughs> seven out of ten. Seven. <laughs> it was 30% smaller. <laughs> Oh, man. Right, that's enough for this week. Um, so next week, I think we're, we're talking marbles again, properly. We're going to get into it. So you better get going, Sonia, yeah. with, your, with your listening to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't be here? No. Do you want my verdict now? Yeah. <clears throat> I like it. It's a good album. <laughs> How much out of ten? <clears throat> How many? Oh, I think I think I, ten out of ten. I think there's an argument to be made that it's hey. their best album. Yeah. Me too. I agree. Yeah. I was thinking... I was listening to it the other day. I was thinking, are there any bad songs on it? And I don't think, I don't think there are. Angelina drags a bit for me, but really, apart from that, I think I it's every think track's a, a every yeah. track's a classic. I don't think there really is a bad song, and I'm saying that as somebody who doesn't love drilling holes. Yeah. Um, even donate yourself has grown on me recently doing them, listening to it for this. Yeah, that's a great song. I always found that. Yeah, just I can't a believe bit you dull. didn't like it. I, didn't, I never disliked it. I just found it a bit bland, but. Um, mm. I'm reading a, a three-part interview with Dave Megan that ran across three different web magazines. Thank you, Simon. Where he talks about each song and the idea behind the way he would like sort of put H front and centre mm. um, mm. and try and get the music to sort of take a step back. Mm. Uh, and it's fascinating. Um, and so it's given me a new appreciation of certain songs like Don't Hurt Yourself and um, Angelina. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> drilling holes in a, in a way. <laughs> I like drilling holes. I think it's quite a clever lyric as well. Yeah, it's a good lyric. It's, it's a good, good. It's a bit of whimsy, isn't it? Bit of English yeah. whimsy. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right. So, um, go subscribe to us. Go. I don't know. Do us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell people about us. Please tell people about us. Please. If, if if when you review it, if you think you'd give us give the podcast a, a higher score, if it was shorter, <laughs> well, I know you would. <laughs> but, but I know you were with the letters episodes. Listen, everyone, why don't you write in and say how much how great Paul and Sanya are because we are nice about you and what a hateful man Anthony is when he's on here. <laughs> 
horrible, hateful man who hates your letters. Just remember that. If you see him in Poland or a Meridian King, just, you know, and you've written to us, just go tell him what a horrible man he is. <laughs> Let's just remember, he's the one who hates your letters. Hates you I all. do. You can't even hide it. Right. No. <laughs> so, do you want to do a sign-off? I want to say thank you to Anthony for coming along today. And no uh, I love your letters, so write in. <laughs> Anthony doesn't write letters. Um, no, absolutely write not. Write in to Anthony. I might write a letter actually one day. Then, <laughs> yeah, then you'll on, be sorry. Go on. <laughs> Ten pages. No. Yeah, I'll edit it down to like <laughs> Just to show you. <laughs> right, everyone. We'll um, talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.